So the question I have for you this morning is this. Is it worth it? Is the gospel worth it? I want you to hold up your Bible, the one you hold up each and every week, and I want you to repeat after me what we say we believe about this book, the Bible. This is God's Word. It is a perfect treasure of divine instruction. It has God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth without any mixture of error first matter. It is the supreme source of truth for what we believe and how we live. The Bible is the cradle of the gospel, the story of Jesus. From the very beginning to the very end of God's Word, the Bible, we read the story of Jesus. God's plan of redemption, God's plan of forgiveness, how God wants to save anyone and everyone who believes. And the gospel is wrapped in Jesus. When Jesus came and began his ministry, his first message was this, the time has come, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe the gospel. Jesus so told the people who were listening that what you have heard about in the Old Testament, what you have read about from the prophets is coming true today. The kingdom of God is at hand. The gospel is here. When Jesus was <coughs> preparing to return to heaven, he was meeting with those who believed in him, and he told them to go into the world and proclaim the gospel, share it with everyone. And that's what they did. They began to go everywhere sharing the gospel with everyone. And many people believed. In spite of the opposition they faced from both their own people, the Jews and the Romans, many people believed. And today, we're called to do the exact same thing. We're called to go into our world and share the gospel. And yet even today, we will face opposition. And so my question is this, is the gospel worth it? Is the gospel worth the persecution? Is the gospel worth the sacrifice? Is the gospel worth the pain that we often will face when we share the gospel with the world? Is the gospel worth it? And I believe if there's anyone who is qualified to answer that question for us today, it's the Apostle Paul. Because the Apostle Paul gave his life for the sake of sharing the gospel. In his letter to the Romans, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power from God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. And Paul shared that gospel with anyone and everyone that he came in contact with. And God used Paul to literally proclaim the gospel with the entire Roman Empire. But that's not how Paul's story began. You see, Paul was not raised in a Christian home. Paul was raised in a Jewish home. And the very first time we're introduced to Paul is at the stoning of Stephen. Stephen is being stoned to death. And we are told that, that Paul was there as a witness of that. Stephen was stoned because he was a, an evangelist, a, a messer, a proclaimer of the gospel. Paul hated the gospel. 
Paul born in this Christian home. Paul who had a family that was faithful to our Jewish home. Paul that had a family that was faithful to the Jewish religion. Paul, a man who was trained by Gamaliel, who was the, the greatest teacher in Jewish life. Paul, who, when he became an adult, became a Pharisee, which was the strictest sect of Judaism. Many people say that the Apostle Paul was a part of the Sanhedrin. He was one of the 70 who was made up the, the, the um, supreme court of the Jewish life. Paul was a man of power. He was a man of prestige. He was a man of privilege. And Paul took his Jewish faith seriously, so much so that when Christianity began to spread into Jewish life, Paul did everything he could to destroy Christianity. That is, until he was on a road to Damascus. He was on that road to, to arrest Christians, to put them on trial for, for proclaiming Jesus was the Messiah, the Savior. But on that road, Jesus revealed himself to Paul. Paul met Jesus in a life-changing way. Everything changed on that road to Damascus. Later on, Paul would write to the church at Corinth, anyone who is in Christ, anyone who knows Christ, is a new creation. The old is passed away. Everything has become new. And that described Paul. That day when he met the resurrected Lord Jesus on the road to Damascus, everything changed. He was changed from the inside out. God's grace changed him. Paul wasted no time telling others the gospel, the good news about Jesus. The moment he came to know Jesus, he began to share that gospel with others. But proclaiming the gospel brought persecution. We're told that almost immediately they tried to murder Paul. And here was Paul, this man who was born into this family, and he had power and prestige and privilege, and now he lost it all. And I wonder if Paul sat down as he began this journey and he asked himself, is it worth it? Is the gospel really worth it? Shortly after that, Paul began his three missionary journeys where he faced slander and mobs. He was stoned and left for dead. 2 Corinthians 11 gives us a little taste of what Paul went through for the sake of the gospel. Paul said, I've been put in prison. I've been whipped time without number, faced death again and again. Five times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I faced danger in the cities and the deserts and on the seas. I faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I've been hungry and thirsty and I've gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Do you think there were times... Sitting in prison cells, bruised and bleeding. Lying outside city walls, half dead after being stalled. Being whipped and beaten, being falsely accused, being misunderstood. That Paul asked himself, is it worth it? Is the gospel really worth it? After Paul's third missionary journey, he felt the Holy Spirit was leading him to go back to Jerusalem. Even though he knew 
that to go to Jerusalem meant persecution. It meant imprisonment. It meant possible death. And yet this is what the Apostle Paul said. He said, my life is worth nothing unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus Christ, the work of telling others the gospel of God's grace. After sharing the gospel for years and seeing multitudes of people come to faith in Christ, experiencing the forgiveness of God, he said the only thing that is worth anything is the gospel, the good news of God's grace, and it's worth everything, even our life. According to the Apostle Paul, nothing is more important than sharing the gospel. Nothing is more important than the good news of God's grace that comes through Jesus Christ. Later on, the Apostle Paul has been taken to Rome. He's sitting in a Roman prison. He's writing a letter to his son in the ministry, Timothy. One of the first things he says to Timothy is he encourages him to join him in suffering for the gospel. And that's a great invitation, isn't it? I want you to join me in suffering for the gospel. But that's what Paul invited Timothy to do because he knew that when we take the gospel seriously, suffering is involved. Like Grace said a little bit earlier up here, the Bible says all who live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. The Bible says that's a promise. Many people say 2 Timothy is the last letter that Paul wrote wrote it shortly after or before his death as he was finishing up this letter that he was writing to Timothy he said this he said as for me my life has already been poured out as an offering to God the time of my death is near like I said many people believe that this is the very last letter Paul wrote he wrote it as persecution was growing for Christians in the Roman Empire most likely Christians were already being put to death, fed to the lions, put to death on crosses, crucified, beheaded. And Paul knew that his fate was sealed. The only question was when. And I imagine as he sat in that prison cell knowing that he faced certain death in a cruel way, he asked himself, is it worth it? Is the gospel that I've given my life to worth it. But I think he probably just asked that for a momentary second. Because in verse 7, he says this. He says, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've remained faithful. And then I think he pauses as he's writing. And then with a smile on his face, I think he writes, and now the prize awaits me. The crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And this prize is not just for me, but all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Is it worth it? Is the gospel worth it? If the apostle Paul was here today, in spite of all he went through, he would look at us and he would tell us the gospel is the only thing that is worth it. Fame and fortune aren't worth it success and status aren't worth it 
money and what money can buy, they aren't worth it. The only thing that's worth anything is the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God that saves anyone and everyone who believes. I think Abdullah would say it's worth it. I read Abdullah's story this past week. He lived in Bangladesh, a young teenager. He was a Muslim from a very devout Muslim family. His family was well known in their village and in their community. His father had even built a mosque beside their property. But Abdullah heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and believed Jesus changed his life. When his father heard that Abdullah had become a Christian, he tried to talk Abdullah out of being a Christian to come back to Islam, but Abdullah wouldn't turn back. His father beat him time after time, but Abdullah was loyal to Jesus. His father got the men of the village to beat Abdullah, but Abdullah wouldn't turn from Jesus. Abdullah's mother refused to feed him. When they would eat, she would put ashes on his plate. But Abdullah would ask God to give him strength, and he refused to turn. His father asked the mullah of the village, the, the Muslim cleric, to come and talk to Abdullah. And so he did. And for five hours, he opened up the Koran with Abdullah, trying to convince him to turn back to Islam. He chanted, he prayed. He read their holy scriptures, and yet Abdullah refused to turn from Jesus. After five hours, the Abdullah went out of the room where, or the mullah went out of the room where Abdullah was and told Abdullah's parents, his will is stronger than my will. He will not turn from Jesus. In a matter of a couple of months, 27 other people in that village gave their hearts and life to Jesus. Would Abdullah say the gospel was worth it? I think so. Would those 27 others say the gospel was worth it? I think so. I was reading a book this week entitled Wear the Crown. It says as many as 160,000 believers make the ultimate sacrifice every year. Their lives are taken because of their faith in Jesus. If that's true, what that means is one out of 200 Christians in America can expect to be martyred. One out of every 200. Open Doors numbers are much lower than that, but, but Open Doors says that in the past year, 360 million Christians, one in seven believers around the world, have suffered significant persecution because of their faith. So I want to ask you this morning, is the gospel worth it? Charles Spurgeon called it a gospel worth dying for. Is the gospel worth dying for for you? I believe with all my heart, if you've truly experienced the gospel, the gospel is not only worth dying for, the gospel is worth living for. The gospel is worth giving your everything for. And so may I ask you, have you experienced the gospel? Not have you heard the story of the gospel. 
Have you experienced the gospel? Has the power of the gospel changed your life? Has it brought you from death to life? Is it as if the old has died and you've become brand new because that's what the Bible says when we experience the gospel. That's what happens. Has that happened to you? Have you been so burdened and convicted by your sin that you knew your only hope was Jesus? And you humbly bowed before him, not only asking him to save you, but giving him your life. The gospel changes us. And when the gospel has been experienced, the gospel is to be shared. Are you sharing the gospel? What would happen? What would happen? those of us at Northside really began to take the gospel seriously we saw the people that live beside us the people that work with us the people that go to school with us the the people that we hang out with our family our friends what if we saw them as our mission field we began to proclaim the gospel can you say I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the only power that comes from God that brings salvation are you willing to make a commitment to do everything within your power to get the gospel to the world here's what I'm asking you to do today if you're here and you have not experienced the gospel then I'm asking you to humbly receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord today if you have received the gospel I'm asking you to make a commitment today to share the gospel you may say I don't know how or I'm afraid we'll help you but make a commitment today to share the gospel make a commitment today to use your resources to get the gospel to the world and perhaps God's calling you to go into the world to share the gospel at our 930 service we had a, a lady who was a chaplain who was being deployed to Saudi Arabia one of the darkest countries in the world she's been deployed this week and she recognizes that it's her mission to share the gospel in a dark world it's your mission it's my mission to share the gospel in our dark world bow your head father God this is your time I can't save a single person and yet, Father, I know, I know with all my heart, there are people here in this room who have never given their heart and life to you. They have never been saved. They've never been transformed by the gospel. And Father, I pray today that they will humble themselves before you. Today, they will ask you to be their Savior and Lord. And Lord, they'll discover what it means to be forgiven, to be saved, to be set free. Father God, I pray for those of us who do know you, who have experienced the gospel. I pray that, Lord, we will get serious about sharing the gospel wherever we go, everywhere we go, whatever the cost. Father God, I pray that we will get serious about using our resources to get the message to people who have never heard. 
Father God, I pray that you'll touch the hearts of people, young people today, to go to places where the gospel has never been shared, to share the good news. And I pray this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to stand with me.